This is Racial Reckoning, the Arc of Justice. Here's Georgia Fort with today's update. Fencing and barricades came down from around the Hennepin County Government Center Tuesday. While downtown Minneapolis may appear to be returning to normal in the wake of the Derek Chauvin conviction, for some protesters, things will never be the same. Well, the doctors have said that I would probably have to see a plastic surgeon just because I do have a fracture in my face. 19-year-old Victor Ramirez Bustamante was struck with what's called a less lethal munition while demanding justice for Dante Wright outside the Brooklyn Center Police Department two weeks ago. Bustamante is one of several who were injured at protests. In order to disperse crowds, law enforcement used pepper spray, flashbangs, rubber bullets, and tear gas. The tear gas not only affected protesters, but families living in apartments nearby. Doctors at the University of Minnesota have published new research showing the lasting negative health impacts of tear gas and rubber bullets. Erica Kasky, lead author on the project, says the research was inspired by witnessing law enforcement's response to protests after George Floyd's death. We wanted to quantify the impact these weapons had on our community's health. We found that 89 people required professional medical care from injuries due to less lethal weapons. Kasky says researchers observed a high rate of both head injuries and respiratory injuries in protesters. They concluded less lethal weapons are not appropriate for crowd control. Kasky says her team plans to use its findings to support policy changes that would improve public health and safety. For the Racial Reckoning Project, I'm Georgia Fort. Racial Reckoning, the Arc of Justice is produced and supported by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, in partnership with KMLJ Radio and the Minnesota Humanities Center. Online at racialreckoningmn.org.